Item number, SCP-049. Object class, Euclid. Special Containment Procedures. SCP-049 is to be contained in a secure holding cell in research sector... SCP-049 is not to be removed from its cell unless approved by two level two or higher personnel. Before which, SCP-049 must be heavily sedated. Even so, at such times, SCP-049 is to be accompanied by two armed guards and guided by an iron collar, secured with two iron poles two meters in length, and held firmly by two level one or higher personnel while in transit. Any experiments performed on SCP-049 are to be conducted inside of specially prepared rooms. See document 042-D-3-18. SCP-049 cells should be monitored at all times via a security camera. Should any abnormal behavior occur, doctor is to be alerted at once. Description SCP-049 is humanoid in appearance, standing 1.9 meters tall and weighing 95.3 kilograms. However, the Foundation is currently incapable of studying its face and body more fully, as it is covered in what appears to be a garb of the traditional Plague Doctor from 15th and 16th century Europe. This material is actually a part of SCP-049's body as microscopic and genetic testing has shown it to be in a similar structure to muscle, although it feels much like rough leather, and the mask much like ceramic. It was originally discovered in England by local police. Mobile Task Force responded to the suspected outbreak of all civilians within a half-kilometer radius were given Class A amnestics as part of initial containment procedures. Stricken portion. SCP-049 does not speak. See Addendum A-1. Although it seems to understand English perfectly well, and is completely docile until it tries to perform surgery, SCP-049's touch is invariably lethal to humans. After contact with SCP-049's hand, the victim, hereafter referred to as SCP-049-2, suffers and dies within moments. SCP-049 will then attempt to kill all humans it can see in a similar manner, supposedly to avoid interruption, before returning to SCP-049-2. It produces a bag made of containing scalpels, needles, threads, and several vials of as-of-yet-unidentified substances from somewhere within its body. Research has been unable to locate these tools from inside of SCP-049 through surgery or x-rays and similar techniques, and begins dissecting SCP-049-2, as well as inserting various chemicals into the body. After approximately 20 minutes, SCP-049 will sew SCP-049-2 back up and become docile once more. After a period of a few minutes, SCP-049-2 will resume vital signs and appear to reanimate. However, SCP-049-2 seems completely without higher brain functions, and will wander aimlessly until it encounters another living human. 
At that point, SCP-049-2's adrenaline and endorphin levels increase to approximately 300% as it attempts to kill and any human beings it finds, before returning to a mindless state and wandering until it comes across more humans. At this stage, termination with extreme prejudice is allowed. Failure to enforce this protocol outside of testing scenarios, see addendum T-049-12, is punishable by termination. Detailed autopsies of SCP-049-2 have found several unusual substances, along with unusual substances in large amounts, including... However, several have yet to be identified. Researchers with level 3 or higher authorization refer to Addendum C-1. Addendum A-1. SCP-049 spoke for the first time today. December 6th, 2000... Addressing Doctor... A full account of the conversation is attached. Interviewed... SCP-049... Interviewer... Doctor... Forward. SCP-049 randomly began speaking with no obvious provocations en route to a testing facility. Dr. was recording notes at the time on a handheld microphone. Irrelevant data has been omitted. It's a le- what? There's a loud crash here from Dr. Dropping the recording device in shock. A laboratory. It is quite marvelous. I now find it no wonder I've seen so many victims. Of disease in here. Uh, yeah. You see, I'd thought you'd be capable of speech. I'm, um... We're just somewhat startled uh, that you... You can. Oh my. Yes, good sir. I simply prefer not to. Most victims of the disease are quite melancholy and do not react at all well to conversation. Yes, actually. Call... you may call me Doctor. If I may ask, what 
disease are you talking about? Why, good doctor, the great pestilence, what else? Great, the great pestilence. Oh, the plague. There is no one here that's infected with the plague. I can assure you that. cost us hundreds of lives. Your cure is quite faulty. SCP-049 lapses once again into silence, and no further attempts to make it speak were effective. Closing Statement We managed to get our tests done for that day, trying to figure out what causes it to perform surgery, or more accurately, what it detects as a pestilence. So far, research has shown no correlation between any of the D-Class personnel that it has performed surgery on. We are still currently working on a cause. Doctor. Addendum. C-1. Level 3 authorization required. On... SCP-049 managed to break containment. During the roughly 5 minute period in which it was unsupervised, it came into contact with SCP- Upon being detained, SCP-049 was very calm and admittable. Since this time, however, SCP-049 has been shown to be much more talkative leading up to and performing surgery. Notes from Doctor I don't know what 409 and that damn mass talked about, but he seems much happier overall. He no longer seems to simply sit and mope around in his cell and several staff have claimed to hear him humming old church hymns. In addition, in the moments leading up to performing surgery, he has started talking, apparently trying to comfort his victims, claiming that he is curing them, among other things. The focus of our research has been shifted towards finding out what the hell he and talked about during their little chat. <laughs> 